game on Sunday, man. You, I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. The energy, the electricity. I played with Rock and anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bug fans were there, too. Uh, Bug. Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little... No, my, my uh, camera's broke. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into the Bucketeers. Tampa Tones here. Alongside some fellow Bucketeers members, special guests in the house as well. We got a lot to discuss. We got a Bucks just getting released hot off the press, so a battle seemingly all but over. We got a quarterback competition is it over? Is it just getting started? What the hell's going on there? And then we got some more things to break down and discuss and so much more of what we've seen so far or what we might be expecting come week three of the preseason. We are live right here on the Bucketeers. We got our great co-host, Stunna. And Bucko the Bruce makes his beloved return into the house. So that's incredible. We got special guest jeremy as well but bucko i think it's been like 83 months since you've last been on the uh show so i want to bring you in buddy how the hell you doing and uh how are you handling all those kids i know you're the philip rivers of the bucketeers so hats off to you brother Hope yeah you're, uh, man i gotta i gotta try to catch up to killer over there man but this uh <laughs> this, ba- this baseball and softball season in this 97 degree heat is, is enough to make you go crazy let alone sit down and talk football but uh, I, I you know I got to jump in with my man, Killer. Uh, Jeremy, good to get to talk with you, Tone. It's, it's been a while. Every now and then, I got to come here and bring some flavor back to the show. You uh, know? So, I'm here, man. Bucko brings that um, OG Bucketeer's origin. He uh, helped turn the pot around. We've always been a uh, fun time, but he really wrote the ship, and then we formed the core Bucketeer's. So, always a good time having Bucko on. Actually... Um, I've been on Twitter way too long now, or X, whatever the hell you call it, but Bucko is one of my first Bucks Twitter followers, so good stuff. Always a pleasure having the big man on to talk some Bucks ball. We'll bring in another Bucketeer. Huncho, how the hell you doing? Thoughts about Saturday's 13-6 uh, to 6 game? We'll get into here shortly, but uh, how are you other than that, brother? Everything's good. Everything's good. Blessed and highly favored, my guy, you know. And Bucko, you know Bucko, you know why he followed you. He, you know the old man. He didn't really know what he was doing when it first happened, so you were just following people. <laughs> no, I, I just had to take the little young man under my wings. He was saying some crazy stuff, you know, about Josh Freeman. I had to reel him in a little bit, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, there were there were some uh, crazies out there. I actually I could have fell into worse hands on Bucko. There was Yankee Eric. There was uh, <laughs> E. Remember. Yo. I ended up playing in a fantasy league with that friggin' wacko. Yeah, oh, man. boy. Uh, Shiano Soldier, he called himself. There was uh, that pedophile stick carrier dude who's in jail now or uh, something like that. Yeah. I, uh, that's a fender. 
Yeah, sex offender. That's what it is. Sorry if I uh, misspoke there. But um, Tyler Sharp joining us on Facebook. We'll get off the bandwagon of Bucks fans there. Nonetheless, Jeremy, how the hell are you, my man? Dedication for you to be a special guest tonight. You're in. You're on uh, a work break. You, you look fantastic, brother. We appreciate you joining. Nah, no, appreciate it, man. Appreciate the invite, man. I love talking about football with you guys. You guys are pretty much my new Buccaneer family. You know, welcome me in the show every time I'm on. Appreciate it, man. Guess yeah, it does, uh, man. we're we're gonna welcome you in uh, when I visit Tampa, and or you're gonna welcome me to Tampa, but we're gonna welcome you in the squad when. Uh, I roll down in September as well. So, fellas, we have a lot of Bucks ball to talk about. Not a ton of time here. Obviously, Saturday's game was interesting to say the least. Thirteen to six. Trask played a lot of the game. Wolford played a little of the game. Wolford got banged up, and Trask had to come back in. So, we're going to start with the burning question. Get everyone's thoughts and whatnot on the quarterback battle that is at hand here because it's been interesting it seems like it's baker's job to lose still at this point i mean seemingly bulls might be stretching it out for a certain number of things as i do have my shake in bake shirt on with his 813 headband um got this as a birthday gift i've been pulling for trask in this quarterback battle but i've been a long advocate in saying let Baker start and then let Trask come in after Baker because that mess is a whole a lot cleaner than if you let Trask start and Baker has to come in after Trask, in my opinion, for a multitude of reasons. But, Bucko, we'll start with you here since it's been a while, brother. A, thoughts on the QB battle and was it ever a real battle? And B, how comfortable do you feel about either one of those guys uh, taking the ship in the quarterback room eventually? Well, I mean – most of y'all on Twitter and, and you gentlemen here know my takes. I, I'm not overly large on either one of the guys. Um, Trask was extremely efficient Saturday. He showed me growth, uh, showed me some abilities. He also glaringly, you know, made me even more worried about his, his NFL arm strength. And, uh, you know, just I'm, I'm looking at, you know, looking at Baker and the way he's able to do that play action, that boot in the rollout and throw on the run. I think Baker's more of a natural fit for what Canales wants to do. I'm not saying Baker's a better quarterback than Trask. I really think that they're similar. Uh, but I think Baker throws a better deep ball. And I think he's better throwing on the run and better on his rollout. So for this offense, for this team, for this year, uh, I think Baker is the better fit. But Trask, Trask is doing enough to where you have to say it's a legit competition. And I don't, I don't think it's over yet. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, actually. I do think since uh, Bulls hasn't quite declared it yet that there is a little bit of thought behind the competition. At the same time, I heard a interesting um, idea today that maybe Bulls is just prolonging it so it looks like, uh, you know, he put a little thought into it and uh, his job is on the line after all, seemingly, so he, he might want to look like he's thinking things out. Huncho. Uh, do you agree with Bucko that it's a little bit more of a quarterback competition than some might think at this time, or do you solely uh, put the stamp on Baker? I mean, I, I, at first I was bought into uh, believing it was a competition, but now as I see the decisions being made, I kind of feel like it was Baker's job to kind of lose, you know, because you don't bring a guy in one year, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. sign him to a deal without, you know, I, honestly – 
just giving him some type of confirmation like yeah he is a Q, qb competition to see who's going to win the game but it makes more sense to start out with baker and then fall into trash you get what i'm saying instead of just trash and then baker because at least if baker doesn't perform you had trash he's and on a cheaper deal you got him you know to to fall back and he's used to playing that 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 uh backup role and coming in you know so if you tell him hey just sit out and wait and he'll be i think more comfortable but he has looked uh good he has looked competitive he looked like he's improved um from the previous preseason games that I see him playing for the time he did play. Uh, the decision-making, he made some plays. I mean, the offensive line, I'm, I'm really – that's what I'm, I'm concerned about, the offensive line and the protection that he he's gotten, you know. But he did look uh, – Leverett looked concerning, <laughs> especially, Hunch. Yes, Leverett looked very bad. Uh, I don't know. Bowles, in his way of thinking, is – is quite different. I've been trying to figure it out since for for the last two years, but I don't know what his how he does it. But me particularly, I would have put my starting guys out there for at least a couple of series to get them a little familiar with each other and see how each quarterback plays behind the starting line with the starting wide receivers and stuff like that. Because you're playing with third and fourth guys, that's probably not going to even make the team. Some of these guys and some of these linemen is not cutting it. Then you jeopardize getting a quarterback hurt. You know, what if the guy that got hurt was uh, Kyle Trask instead of uh, Wolford or or, or uh, if it was Baker Mayfield because, you know, you're playing behind a shitty line. You know, Todd just kind of bothers me with his coaching sometimes. I don't get it, but we'll see what's going, what, what happens. Now, yes, let me ask Jeremy this, twist it up a little bit. Instead of the quarterback competition necessarily, and we'll get your thoughts on that as well, Jeremy, but uh, Huncho brings up a good point. Starters play and a lot of backup line play. And, uh, last year, I was at the last preseason game, week three preseason in Indianapolis, and that's when we did see the Buccaneers starters. That's when Brady played a little bit. That's when we've seen a few more cats out on the field. That was week three. Let's remember as well, last year, or the year before was the first year they did convert from the four-game preseason to the three-game preseason. Outside of the participants in the Hall of Fame game, they still get the four. So two teams get four. The rest of the 30 get three. Um, I think we might see it as last year. I think week three, this week, we might see the uh, blueprint, the test run. And I think Rashad White might have leaked that as well on Twitter a little bit as he said, um, don't worry, guys, you'll see me out there this coming week. So it seems like all these NFL coaches, all these teams are trying to find out their new formula to the new preseason format. And it seems like at least for the Arians Bulls light regime, it seems like preseason game week three is the audition or not the audition, but the walkthrough, I should say, um, f for the first week with the team we put out there. I I'd guess we see at least uh, 18 to 20 starters out there, Jeremy. I agree with Poncho on the putting the starters in. I think they should have played in the Jets game, honestly. Kind of get the feet wet. And I feel like both Baker and Trash were robbed on playing with the starters, you know. Because obviously when Tristan gets in there, I think he'll protect a lot better than what they had to deal with. You know, and thank God Trash wasn't the one that got injured. It was Wolford. 
I, I just feel like, you know, Trask, I think he's just as good as Baker, truthfully. I think Baker is the most experienced one. I think he can he'll be the one to start the season. And the major question to me is, can he stay healthy? Can he stay 100% healthy and maintain possession of the ball and not turn the ball over? That's the real question. The thing about Trask, he'll wait. He'll wait when his time comes in. He'll come in, and we'll see what he really is with the starters. You know, but he did pretty well playing with the backups. You know, but at the end of the day, I think Baker's going to start the season out, and I'm fine with that. I'm comfortable with it. You know, I just want to get our starting quarterback with the starters so they get ready for Minnesota because that's not going to be an easy game. That's going to be, to me, a battle royale because I think our defense can hold it down. But anyway, I, I definitely feel fine with Baker. Eventually, Trust is going to get his opportunity. I don't see Baker playing the whole season healthy. Yeah, and I, Jeremy, I think a lot of what you said is true. I think we're going to see both eventually at some point. Regardless, we have a mini bit of news here on behalf of the Buccaneers. It seems like they have made another signing out there. It seems like they have nabbed another piece out there for the defense. And to me, this doesn't bode well for some of those fringe roster guys. And uh, a guy like Hayes, who we draft the D-back later on, could be more and more in trouble. The Bucks did agree to terms just 34 minutes ago, according to Greg Allman, with Richard LeCount, a safety who uh, was a Cleveland Brown. He was drafted in the fifth round of the 2021 NFL draft with the Browns, and then he was most recently with the Los Angeles Rams. But it does seem like the past couple of days we signed Greedy Williams' brother. Now we signed Richard LeCount III. It seems like the Bucks are trying to at least give competition or, um, you know, uh, even though these are young guys, a little bit more experienced guys, some chances back there instead of just free agents. Richard LeCount has played in uh, 10 games in his career. So nothing. He's from Georgia, right? Tell him. He's from Georgia? Yes, sir. He is okay. from Georgia. You are correct yeah. on that. So, I remember him with the Bulldogs. He, he was he was quite good with them. Yeah, Bucko, any analysis or any thoughts on that signing? It's a mini move, I know, but uh, better than nothing for depth. No, I, I just remember him in Georgia, and he, he came back from a serious injury and, and balled as, as a senior. Uh, I remember him as a good player. Uh, I kind of wondered what happened to him until we signed him. But uh, in college, he was a damn good player. He hasn't done anything as a pro, uh, just like the Williams brothers, Greedy, and and uh, the one we just signed, both of those guys in college showed out. Maybe, maybe they haven't found the right fit, uh, especially with with Greedy and, and and the other Williams brother. They're long, long arm corners with ball skills. Maybe they just weren't in the right system for them. And under Bowles, you know, they can thrive. So, cornerback uh, depth is never something you you, you can't <laughs> you can't have too much of. Especially you've seen what happened with us when Dean and Davis went down. And Delaney is guarding team's number one wide receiver. It's not a good look for your defense. You don't give enough time for the pass rush to get home when the number one receiver is open in, in two and a half seconds. So, yes, I'm all for DB depth, sir. Give me all of it. I agree with you 100% there. DB depth to me is always a great thing. And it never hurts. You said last year, Bucko, yeah, we went through our spurts. Jamel Dean went down a little bit. Um, SMB went down. A little bit is the godfather, James Rubright's in the house tonight on Facebook alongside Tyler Sharp. So we got a nice little Facebook crew. We appreciate all you guys joining us here on the Bucketeers. But I, I think that's a great point, Bucko. And I really do like the fact that 
Uh, he's a former Georgia defender, and he also, um, you know, he uh, also worked with uh, Raheem Morris as recently as last year as well, who's been able to uh, reclaim a couple nice pieces on the defensive side of the ball over the past couple of years. So whether he's just a depth piece or a competition piece, refreshing to see. Huncho, I'm going to frame it like this. How do you think um, the rookie from K-State, Hughes, uh, I'm sorry, Hayes, Geno Hayes' cousin, fares in making the roster? Joshua Hayes, you think he's going to make it? Uh, I heard he might be a borderline roster guy with hopes of making it back on the practice squad, but we keep signing D-backs and safeties. To me, that means these guys might be looking for upgrades, and a guy like Joshua Hayes might be in trouble. Uh, that's uh just uh correct you a little bit there. His that's his nephew. That's Gino Hayes. That's his nephew. Yes, I'm sorry if I misspoke. That's his nephew. And rest in peace, uh, Gino. Um, good guy. But um, yeah, I think he's from what I've seen, he's been all right. You know, he's been a rookie. He wasn't a high draft pick, so you're gonna expect uh the normal bumps and bruises and adjusting. And um, that's one of Jason Light's things, if you notice, and um our organization, they're always gonna be looking for guys to punch in and fill in to uh, fill these holes. And um, we do have injury problems throughout the years. You notice uh, Carlton Davis, all those guys subdue injury. So I think it's more so building and also adding to what we have to see if we can get a little more play. But I don't think at this moment, I don't think Hayes is out the door, you know, not quite yet because, you know, he probably has a little uh family his family being that he is his nephew he might have a little little longer leash with the team you know and um Bowles is he's respectful um of that i know that and um but i'm not concerned really of his play he's just gonna have to go through it but the signing i don't know i don't know how good he, he the guy is honestly I, I i don't know anything about him but hopefully um these young guys can flourish because as we know uh, Bowles, he is a good defensive coordinator, and I've seen over the years uh, these guys develop into uh, some very nice key pieces uh, from Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, even uh, Jordan Whitehead, uh, even um, Mike, the guy that, that left and went to the Chiefs. Mike Edwards. Uh, Mike Edwards. All we Even the um, deaf guys, some deaf guys, I can't even Dave, – Dave uh, played key parts in this defense. So whatever I think Todd Bowles has, he's going to use – uh, them at their best role or whatever they do best and um, hopefully he can plug and play but I, I, I'm just praying that everybody can just stay healthy at this point because for behind our two starters we're very very thin and we don't know what we're going to do uh, honestly with the slot position with the uh, with the nickel position you know uh, it's very very up in the air I mean Isaac what's his name I, Isaac I think I heard um, isn't or isn't is yeah, Christian Isian, Isian. I, I think he was supposed to be him and Gene uh, Hayes was battling it out for the uh, nickel position, but I don't know how's that going because that's a key key pay play uh, part of this defense. So um, we're gonna see. I think we need some veteran um, a veteran to come in and there, uh, there you go, killer. You know what I'm there saying? You go. Sure it up though for sure. We definitely need veterans and let the young guys kind of groom their way in and show these young guys how to how yeah. to uh, manage and how to handle themselves. Right. And I, I'm going to echo that with saying tones. DB depth is good. But all these guys you're talking about right now, Williams, Hayes, Eisen, 
these if these guys are on the field, we got a damn problem. So mm -hmm. I, I'd like to see him on the roster and developed on the practice squad. But if we see him in the damn game, right. that's going to be nerve wracking. I don't want to see that. I don't even want to see Zion. I right. think Zion still can progress and get better. Right. I don't want to see his ass right now at all. None. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I agree with you guys completely. I kind of call it the core four. You got Dean Davis, Winfield, and Ryan Neal. And then outside of those fellas, you have a lot of younger cats vying for roster spots. You know, you got the Don Gardner's, Anthony Chesley's, Kedrick Whitehead's, all yeah. those guys battling it out for the depth spot. So I think it's nice to sign guys like uh, Richard the Count the Third and the likes of that because you really do and Rodarius Williams, Grady Williams' brother, you really do shore up veteran depth. And those are the guys we need, right? Like Pierre Desaire, when we signed him and he played on this team, he actually played a bigger role than people imagined. And then we signed that um, Cowboys defensive back as well. He was uh, banged up a little bit, uh, drawing a blank on his name exactly. But he came in the previous year or so, really helped out as well. So Jeremy... What are your thoughts on the DBs? Do you agree with us? And if you could, my man, could you try and talk into the mic a little more? Perhaps someone did say you were low. So, uh, but uh, yeah. what's your thoughts on the DB situation? Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I agree with the fellas in here. I feel like honestly that um, if one of our star corners goes down, it's going to be a rough season, man. Zion's just not ready. He's not ready. I'm not trying to pick on him. I think he's played solid, but not to where I feel comfortable with him coming in when they have to pull Dean or CD out, you know, to, on a you know rest play. You know, I, I wish we would have brought in a veteran on a vet min, minimum, but I know Light's working on a very you know strong cap space. So right, right, you know, correct. All, all we can do is go young right now and hope and pray for the best for our, our starters if they don't get injured. And I'm more fearful of the safety depth. I mean, if we lose Winfield or Neil, God forbid, that's going to be oof. Yeah, um, safety. Uh, the guys still out there. Uh, Ryan, uh, Logan Ryan's still out there too. So I don't know if anything happens, they might try to bring him in or you know give him a little. I don't know either. I don't know either. I think he's just kind of like weighing his options. I think he's just yeah, waiting I, for the right I, opportunity to go in there. I don't think that worked out well for us. I, I'd rather let one of the young guys play because he wasn't very good. Who, Who Logan? You didn't like Logan Ryan? No, I mean he he did he didn't add the he didn't add the veteran. Uh, you know, keeping everybody in the right spot. You know, he, he was beaten deep in coverage. He was in the wrong position, missing tackles. That I I don't need that from a 10, 11 year veteran. Right. You know what I'm saying? He, he seemed well, like he lost a step. He was in my also opinion. battling injury, uh, Buckle. Yeah, that's I mean, early. Yeah. Now, when you look into it too, we're gonna browse here, fellas. The uh, free, uh, real quick, we're gonna look into any remaining free agent DBs. But let's remember one thing too, guys. In the coming weeks. We're going to have a lot of stuff happening, right? We're going to have roster moves happening. We're going to have guys on the way in, guys on the way out. And this isn't only going to be in Tampa. This is going to be all around the NFL. So right. we're, going to, we're going to have a chance to bring in some more veterans. And uh, there's already veterans that are out there, perhaps, just um, already. Hey, there's, a, there's a name tones I want you to look out for that just got released about one hour ago. And Andy Isabella can be brought in very cheap to play the slot for us. And I like him. I like his skill set, his speed, his 
Carhartt's never used him, right? And then what was he not, just in Buffalo? The, 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 the Bills, yeah, the Bills dropped. The Bills just cut him, but uh, he's looked damn good in the two preseason games for the Bills. And uh, I always I had a high grade on him. I think he went to UMass, I believe. I just, I, just, I like his footwork. I like the way he catches the ball with his hands. And I know with, with Gage going down, we need a guy right. on that interior with some speed and really cheap. I was just saying, throw that name out there. I like I like that idea. I love it. No, I agree. I like that. He's too. pretty good. And, um, yeah, uh, Trey Palmer. He's been he's been looking good, but I think the slot position. He's more of an outside burner type of guy, like Scotty. I don't know if he has the the quickness and awareness of the the start in the slot. So I'm I'm down with is and Isabella. He's he's shown. I've seen him, and he, I was high on him at a point in time for him to come in. But yeah, I agree with you 100. percent I like Andy Isabella a lot, too. I think that would be a move that's interesting. And obviously, the Bucks kind of like defensive back, a wide receiver. To me, they're going to look to add some veteran depth, especially without Russell Gage. They do have Dave Moore, which was an under-the-radar nice signing. He had a couple okay depth years in uh, Seattle with a Dave Canellis like so um, that is for certain. Cleveland me is joining us. Joe from Cleveland me says Bucks 10 and 7. Ain'ts four and thirteen, fellas. How about that? Wow. Uh, hey, please pa pass it this way, sir. I could use a stress relief. Good lord. Hey, um, I was on my weekly radio show the other week, and uh, the host Mac McGee out of Noon in Georgia. We are on uh, Monday through Friday. Check us out in Noon in Georgia. That is four to six o'clock Eastern time. They're three, or I'm sorry, uh, two to four central time and uh, three to five eastern time with Braves Country HD. Mac McGee, the host of the show, predicted the Saints four and 13 as well. Said he uh, senses injury troubles and perhaps a coaching failure again on the behalf of Dennis Allen. So, um, we'll may see. maybe the Saints aren't out ahead as far as we think, fellas. Maybe uh, we're hopeful. Right. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know the Saints. You know, they even if when they're when they're playing their worst, they still somehow end up playing good against us. Yeah, yeah, they end up with seven, eight wins, even when they're terrible. So right. four and four and thirteen. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. They're, I don't. They got, I don't they got too much veteran that, leadership. I think that, that, that was Sean Payton, though, right? It, it's a different era there in New Orleans. I will say with Dennis Allen, and let's see it like this. Uh, Derek Carr had a hell of a lot of world-class weapons last year had the best running back in the nfl he had the best wide receiver in the nfl and a top five tight end a top five tight end and hunter runfro who's yeah. not a bad two or three receiver and he lost his job and he lost his job so i, I agree I, I do think the saints uh should be the biggest threat to the bucks but at the same time I, I think between Derek Carr not being as good as he once was, Alvin Kamara has a mini suspension. We know Michael Thomas will get hurt. Jimmy Graham, um, you know, he's going to be out of the picture with his recent stuff and with how old he is. I feel like the Saints offense might be in a little more trouble than people think. I agree. I, I'm not fearful of the Saints. I mean, 4-13 is a little off of my opinion. I say 8-9 best-case scenario, because they do get some talent on defense. I can't deny that. Even though they lost some D-linemen, but, you know, they're still pretty tough on defense. I, you see, know, I can't stand Lattimore's ass. 
Yeah, I don't see him for it. Like, these guys, look, come on. Like, we're pretty much in the same type of boat as the Saints, if we're being realistic right now. Um, yeah, we have a core of guys that's been, like, been together, but the new quarterback, Derek Carr, I mean, he's an up-and-down quarterback. We never know what he's going to look like over there. And, and as long as they have Alvin Kamara, I know he's suspended a few games, but as long as he have him, he's a weapon. And, and Taysom Hill, I feel like we haven't yet to prove that we can actually stop him when he's on the field. Uh, consistently, and um, if he don't know, he, he's thirty three now, man. I think that like he's got the he ain't he ain't really the threat. He was a nothing burger last year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The, the uh the dual threat, like come on, we gotta if these guys don't play sound, one missed tackle and he can eat us up for chunk yards. You get what I'm saying? So no, no, I get you, I get you, and that's where adding can see, uh, Logan Hall getting bigger. Try on putting on some work. Greg Gaines. Adding Greg Gaines. Adding, you know, keeping Pat O'Connor. Right. Real ghosting coming back on the cheap. Right. Our D our D line depth is built for stopping the run. Yes. The only pro the only problem is is with the injuries and you know everything that went our pass rush was almost non existent for the majority of the year last year. And our offense kept leading the damn league in fucking three and outs. Right. So we're on the field for 80 snaps a game. Right. I mean, we were still the 12th defense in the league, but it didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Right. This, this year, with that D-line depth, with Devin White playing for his $100 million from Philly or whoever else is going to give it to him next year, he's right. going to be ready. Winfield got, got, got to earn his contract. Jamel Dean just got paid. He got to prove that contract. I'm just saying, defensively, right. we should not have any excuses. And our offense, the way it's designed, is a game control, clock managing, you know, chew up some clock. Offense, that, that's so much a breath of fresh air. Even without having Tom Brady, even when we're sitting here debating over Baker and Trask, I think we're going to be more efficient offensively, which improves the defense. So I'm loving this shit. I'm actually excited, bro. And yeah. then you, Now go read the articles. We're going to win three games, right. four games. Get the fuck out of here. I'm so, that's why I had to come yeah. on today. I just had to. Had to we got to. We got we, We've actually – people look, look at the loss of Tom Brady and they start to – judge us off that but you gotta understand we we upgraded because also the loss of byron leftwich the the loss of byron and leftwich, donovan smith that was a big that was very big because now we have a, a coordinator that's up to speed that that's with the times that can get us past those uh three and um three third and tens the first down runs just the incompetence of uh byron leftwich that he was stubborn on i feel like dave canal is he he's using the players um at the best of their ability and he's putting them in the right position so they can win and i can't wait to see the start oh, i want to see the starters and um preseason is pretty vanilla so we're, we're not going to get too much good of a play calling like it's pretty simple so when the regular season gets here and they open up the playbook we'll see what this offense really is about but it's looking very good so far and um and I like the uh, fact that we we added we want to get we've added pieces to get more faster up front on the line. It's just the key uh, is staying healthy. And I I think we need to strive to get back to being the number one rush defense to stop the run. You know, because we was that, and when we were stopping the run and forcing teams to become one dimensional with throwing, that that helped us a lot. And um, I think we need to focus and get back to that first so we can um. I know we were talking about earlier as well some other potential 
veteran D-backs we might like. One guy I have an eye on quick before we talk about who the Bucks just released, so we do have a competition over, but former Cowboys defensive back Anthony Brown. He's played in the NFL for seven seasons, all with the Cowboys. He started in 69 career games out of 94 games played, 19 career interceptions. He's still a free agent out there, and he's still 29 years old. And guess what, guys? He was born in Tampa, Florida as well. So um, maybe bring in the hometown guy. He's been a seven-year vet from the Cowboys, started 69 games. That's a lot of games started. So Yeah, he got cooked in 68 of those 69 games, though. I'm, I'm good on Anthony Brown. Maybe I'm, I'm for, for veteran depth, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean, we're bringing in guys that are getting cut by multiple teams now. So I, I wouldn't mind kicking the tires on a guy. He, he'd be like a Pierre Desaire type signing, in my opinion. Yeah, is it a big name that you want at this point in their career? Probably not. But for a room like ours, that's a lot of veteran experience with a lot of young heirs. Yeah, I hear you, bro. I hear you, but I, I watched them, you know. I've seen what we did to him when he was with the Cowboys, and that dude got cooked. It's slim, it's slim pickings oh. out there. It's slim yeah. pickings out there. I mean, I think the top two are retired and suspended because Isaiah Rogers suspended on the Colts, and then you have um, Byra Jones retired, I believe, and then you have Casey Hayward retired as well. So it, it gets slim. Speaking of slim, the Bucks kicking room just got a little slim. Rodrigo yeah. Blankenship has kicked his way out of town. I've, I've said it from the start on the show, fellas. Merely a camp body, merely a preseason body for a couple reasons. We had Ryan suck up, and the Bucks wanted to get better from long distance, right? Uh, and Ryan, and Rodrigo can't do that. <laughs> exactly. Rodrigo is 2 of 5 in his career from field goals over 50 yards, while Chase McLaughlin was 17 out of 21. Buckle, let's start with you. This is the obvious move. I personally don't think Rodrigo is ever in this competition. I don't even think this is ever a competition. And I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what Chase McLaughlin could do in Tampa after having a nice season last year with the Colts. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, it would be a breath of fresh air to be able to not, not have to turn away from the TV on a 45-yard field goal. You know what I mean? Uh, I would like somebody with some legs. I mean, I know he missed, what, seven or eight extra points? Last year, let's hope he's figured that out. Because as you know, the way the way Ray J's position, man, it it can be tough to kick it, Ray J. It's almost as bad as MetLife or you know the other places uh, with the, the way the wind swirls. So let's hope we're not missing extra points. You know, sacrificing that to get long field goals. But at the same time, Chase looked good at Indy. Uh, you know, especially from deep. And I think that we're going to have to kick a lot of 45, 48 yard field goals. So yeah, let's roll. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, Chase McLaughlin, um, a lot better from uh, deeper kicks than close range. But that's why I love the move of bringing him in. I mean, career-wise, 17 field goals over 50 yards, as you said, Bucko. You'd have to turn your head and hold your breath when we were watching Ryan suck up kick anything over 42, 43 yards. Now we're going to get a guy who gives you an 80% chance, 85% chance to make it from that 50 Plus, yeah. did y'all remember the good old days when they sent Grammatic in for a field goal? You can oh, get up going to the bathroom knowing it was fucking good. You know, you get up, <laughs> go get a beer. Oh, I miss those days. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland me is 
Cleveland, me, the Colts fans says chasing Indy was consistent. It was nice to have guy to have kick for you. Rodrigo has a small Johnson. Both of those oh, guys kick for the Colts. Pause, so, um, pause, Cleve, pause. Come on. It, it, it's very interesting to see um, a, a Colts fan speaking highly of Chase. Huncho, are, are you excited to see what uh, our special teams room led I by Chase McLaughlin does in the kicking department? As far as the special teams, I feel like we, we, we lost when we kept uh, Keith Armstrong. Yes. Yeah, I feel yes. like we should have damn show kicked. He should have left with Byron. As uh, far as um, <laughs> I'm Agreed, excited. Brother. For real, I'm excited about the uh, – to see if Trey Palmer, or we're gonna have the, um, uh, what's his name, Thompson Tompkins returning returning the ball. Like, yeah, I feel comfortable about that. But just getting down up, man, I don't know. It's just he doesn't. It's like the team they always get to at least the thirty to thirty five yard, and he just can't stop it. And um, Rodrigo, I knew he was out of here after he missed that first and second kick. When he missed those kicks, I knew he was out of there. He was out of yeah. there because he was on a tightrope already, you know, and he. Yeah, I'm telling you, Armstrong has pictures of somebody naked. Yeah, he um, he's worse than Byron. Byron wasn't our bold take. Byron wasn't our worst coordinator last year. Bro, like when I was watching like Under the Current and stuff like that, like last year, and what they showing him, told you he's just standing there with this. What the hell am I doing here? Look on his face. I'm like, this dude is really terrible <laughs> really terrible and then but, when they well, got Carlton Davis out there uh, on special teams and he's getting hurt like bro, and he's getting hurt like, like what is he doing why is he a gunner get the man don't bad. even get me started that's bad coaching and I don't and that comes from Ty because he his excuse was he's always played special team but you need to find somebody to fill that role because he's your starting cornerback you don't want him out there being a gunner guy. it doesn't make sense because you're losing double the amount if he gets hurt you're losing special teams and you're losing your top cornerback like i don't get it man and it's just a dumb shit like he's he doesn't have it he needs to be out of here yeah look, look I, I i will say this i'm sorry to cut you off Tom, no, go, I mean, go I'm, I'm gonna say this about Bowles. Bowles, yes he, he he did he did an admirable job in new york because he took them bumps to the playoffs one year i think that's admirable and on its own but this is the first time this is his team. Y'all ain't seen Bruce in the in the building at one buck. You ain't seen him on the field. You ain't seen him at the fucking charity events. Bruce Arians is gone. This is Todd Bowles' thing. He brought in his guy that has a, a physical run-first philosophy, has a mindset like him. You know, yeah, he kept Armstrong, but that's his guy. He's been coaching with him forever. Okay, yeah. so we can get beyond that. But let's really judge Bowles. And, you know, I'm not a Bowles guy. I don't think any Bucks fan really is, but Let's judge him on this. I want to see what he does with an offense that's efficient. Maybe it'll help his defense get more aggressive and get better. And he don't have to be he don't have to be the big brother over the shoulder. Like you know, on the offense, he can just let that go. He just needs to he need to take his nose out of the offense because I think he's the one with the running on the first down. And I think that's his uh decisions like he's implementing that because there's no way I can't take another year of that shit there. No, no, no. And um, Todd Bowles, yes, I feel like he's a great defensive coordinator, but when it comes to head coaching and his decision making in game, like punting on fourth, like some play, he just he does some some shit that I just can't wrap my brain around sometimes, and I don't get it. And, yeah, um, he's too conservative. Yeah, he's very conservative. He plays scared, and um, that's gonna get you. It's gonna bite you in your ass one day. A lot of the times it did last year, so I don't know. You gotta sometimes lead a friendship shit alone, and if your job is on the line. 
you got to make those decisions so you can be in the best position to win, bro. And Keith Armstrong is not that guy. You're going to fuck around and lose your job of, over a friendship because he's not – He's. there's no way that each – every team we play, they their kick return is making it to the 30, 35-yarder. Like, nah, bro, it's, it's not working. I was a big advocate on Twitter last season, sadly. Uh, I don't root – for firings often, but I was like, we got to get rid of Keith Armstrong this offseason. Sadly, we didn't. A lot of us were hopeful we did. Um, I tweeted on October 23rd, 2022, so pretty much a year now, Keith Armstrong should have been fired many, many months ago, or special teams is straight cheeks. And then um, I said in January, sucks to see all these coaches go. My question is, how does Keith Armstrong survive the coaching purge? So, Huncho, I'm in totally agreement with you. I was over him a while back. And additionally, fellas, um, we're going to go ahead and go around now. Start with me, go to Jeremy, then Bucko, and Huncho. We're going to give our gold stars from Saturday. And don't pick someone obvious. You know, don't just be like. Uh, oh, no, no, I got mine ready. I got uh, Cam, Cam fucking Gill. Right. Cam Gill has looked phenomenal. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I, I cut crazy. somebody. No, go crazy, bro. Keep going no, with Cam Gill. I, 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 I ain't want Ben stealing my shit. You know, he likes to steal my style. I was so I had, to, I had to get in there you first. You, know? you need to add Russell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Cam Gill has been playing phenomenal. Uh, we're talking, we're talking tackles for loss. We're talking quarterback pressures. Uh, even, even PBUs. Cam Gill's all over the place, bro. He's really. Really trying to get himself into this rotation, and I think he deserves it. Paco, uh, I, I would say I would attest to this as well. It, it's a, it's been a pretty great uh, edge battle for depth. I must say, Most at definitely. the edge position. I got I got I ain't gonna lie. I got like two two guys. I like Watts. Watts been balling. Watts been doing his thing. He seems like he's a steal wherever he came from. Marquise Watts or whatever him and um also. Rakeem Jarrett, the wide receiver, he's looking mm-hmm. good. We all know Trey Palmer, yeah. But Rakeem Jarrett, he's making some. Three catches for 84 yards. He's looking good. He's looking fucking good, bro. He and I, we got some depth at wide receiver. If we don't, if we need depth anywhere, wide receiver not fight. And um, that looks good. That looks very good. He make these guys. He's making uh Trey Palmer's making the ten look good again. Taking it from Scotty and um. And uh, Rakeem Jarrett is looking at eight, making the eighteen looking good. Also, remember good old Sammy Strouder used to wear the number eighteen at What's one point. What's the last guy we had? That uh, your boy that went to the Texans, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, Tyler Johnson. He's on the Rams now, and he's a bum. He'll be uh, serving. Uh, well, we'll we'll see. I, I was gonna say he might be a free agent uh, soon, serving up um, free agency, but we'll see if that comes true. Maybe not. He might stick around on their practice squad. You never know. One, but um, he made one play for one big play for us against the Saints in the playoffs. That was a big, great play. But after that, he just fizzled out, bro. I agree with you, Jeremy. So far, we've gotten Raheem Jarrett. So far, we've gotten Cam Gill. So far, we gotten my man Marquise Watts, who I've been loving on Twitter. So is Huncho. He's been phenomenal. Jeremy, who would you give your one or two gold stars to from Saturday? I would have to say Kate Odden, man. He looked really sharp on that first drive, getting a couple of first down catches. There you go. Getting open. And then, and then Sean Tucker, you know, getting that big, that big first down on that fourth Great. and one run. 
I mean, that dude's going to be a stud. I think he's our, I think honestly, he'll be our running back too in the middle of the season great. eventually. That's a knock on Edmonds. I think he's a great addition. But Sean Tucker's the real deal. And then Jarrett, you know, dude, a stud, man. I mean, this guy can be probably the biggest deal in undrafted free agent history because he was making some catches that number one receivers make catches. So I agree with Hancho. We're fully dead by receivers. I ain't worried about that. Dave, Dave Bork can kick Ross, bro. You don't drop a damn catch and miss out on a first down. You don't do that. And, guys, I agree with you all. You have left me with a few choices, but that's okay. I didn't expect to have much choices left when it got to this point in time. But um, I'm going to go with the guy who we had around last year in preseason, and he played a couple – regular season games because I don't want to double up on anybody so I'm going to keep it a little different I'm going to go with J.J. Russell the middle linebacker I think he's looked nice number 51 uh last week he had a turnover against Pittsburgh he uh had an interception this week he's been all over the place he had some pass breakups he uh was one of our leaders in tackles this past game with four of them he, he just looks like a guy fighting for a depth role for middle linebacker. Obviously, you have the big ones with Devin White, Levante, and uh, the rookie Dennis going to make it. But after that, it's going to be a fight between Gilbert, Russell, and K.J. Britt, perhaps. So I think J.J. Russell's doing a job, a good job, I should say, of sacrificing himself from the rest of the middle linebacker comp i'd really enjoy seeing another guy stepped up another guy stepped up tony i'm gonna cut you off another guy that stepped up also uh d delaney d delaney interception d yeah yeah luke gadecki has stepped up uh i didn't want to go right there but here's my question because i actually uh, i'm getting the evil eye from the wife i have got to assist with bath duties so i might roll out here soon but what is the deal with Ryan Jensen? Why is there no information to be had on his knee? Well, what's going on, man? Somebody tell me. Yeah. I, I, the the uh, weirdest, weirdest thing with Jensen is, too, last year. Well, last year we didn't really get any update ever, too, right? Remember that? They kept holding off to put him on pup, holding off right, to put him right. on pup. And then when they finally um, said he'd be out for a while, they never quite – revealed the extent to his injury nor his injury now this year we kind of got the same patty cake it was like all right we've seen him in um you know uh you know uh, volunteer camp he was out there a little bit but then you know what sticks out in my mind bucko that play when he threw his helmet down um he came to the sideline roaring yelling threw his helmet down looked like he was in some pain i think he's still featuring some pain when he tries to put too much pressure on it personally i think he's gonna play this year at what point do we see him i'm not sure um and i don't mean to speculate but i do think this might be the last year um we see ryan jensen not only in a buck uniform but he might be done after the season and that would be really sad but i do think he knows he's uh you know coming over a gruesome injury and has to fight through the pain if he wants to play so I do think we see him at some point this year, but at this point, I can't really see him being available week I, I, one. He didn't even fly with the team to New York. That's pretty concerned. I think yeah. I think personally, it's the same thing with Todd coaching scare, and I know he's been he's very cautious. Yeah, we understand, and I know Ryan Jensen probably had a setback, 
but I think he's handling it extra cautious. I think we do see Ryan Jensen week one. I think Todd Bowles just don't want him out there at all. And if we do, I think we're going to see him this week. If he does anything when they practice, we'll figure it out. But if we see him practice this week a little bit, then he's starting week one. If he doesn't, if he doesn't practice at all, I still think he's probably starting week one. I just think Todd Bowles is very, being very, very cautious with that injury. And if he doesn't uh, go week one, Get ready to see uh, Hainsey again at center. Yes, Bucko the Bruce. Real quick, Jeremy, my apologies, but Bucko the Bruce said appreciate y'all boys as he's logging off. Thanks again, Bucko. All right, brother man. Take care of those babies. Yep. Nice to meet you, man. Go ahead, J-Lo. Give us your thoughts, buddy. What's uh, what, what's your opinion on it? Nah, I mean, I just hope we don't see Leverett out there at center again because he it was horrible. At center, he belongs at guard where he belongs. I'm comfortable with Hainsy starting the first couple of weeks until he until um oh my goodness, so Jensen's ready, you know, because Jensen is battling this knee injury, which really sucks because this dude is the heart and soul in the line besides Tristan. But yeah, I want to see him or who? Well, who is it? Wells? Is, is that his name? Is it Wells or Walden? One of them. I, I'm not sure, but I don't want to see them. Out there. Wells is gone, but we still have Brandon <laughs> Wall, and Wells is back in Jacksonville. But yes, we do still have big number uh, seventy-three Walton out there. Hunter. I see. I see Walton back. You know, as a backup for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens there. But as far as center goes, I mean, I'm comfortable with Hainsey being a center because you know, like I said, he's played center all last year, and he was pretty, I say, solid on my opinion. You know, what? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just asking, where the hell is Stinny been at? Has he played or is Stinny he... was in last game. He was rumbling around a little bit. I think he's finally, um, I should say, near healed, if not 100% healed. But Stinny did play a bit last game, and he looked okay out there. But um, he, he didn't look like his old self a little nope. bit. Nope. No, he didn't. I think he, got a, I think he had got a penalty one of those first games or something like that. He, he, got, he, he got beat a couple of times against the Jets. I just don't think he's the same player we saw in the playoffs in 2020, which is mm. disappointing. Remember, too, though, it's going to – I mean, I'm, I agree with you all. He, he looked bad, and he might not be the same player, but it's going to take a guy like him to get his legs back a couple of months probably, sadly. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the biggest concern that we need to have, and that's why I'm wondering why the offensive line is, if Tristan Wirth, if he can handle that left uh, tackle – position like at, like he would handle the right tackle because if he can't then you need to put him back in his position and um find somebody to get in and play that left tackle but i don't know it's probably far-fetched that that happens but i would want to see him against other competition in live games because as you see it's a difference from playing in practice and, and playing in real games i know they say yeah practice is the is, is equal to the game but a lot of these guys tompkins and uh uh the, the fullback, a lot of guys just bending it when they, the lights come on. Some guys, they're dropping balls and they're not being efficient. So I don't want that to happen when Tristan Wirfs gets in the game. I know he's a professional and he's a top tier, one of the best tackles in the game, but he's making a change. And I want to make sure he's doing that and uh, he can transition in that position with the rest of the team as a, a, a unit. You know what I'm saying? I think I he'll agree. be fine. Not to cut you off, Tom. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, um, now, but Hunch, um, as far as Tristan goes, that dude's a freak athlete, man. I think right. he'll be fine. Remember, he's going for a big payday, too. You know, he's going for that right. tackle money. 
So I, I think Tristan will be fine to the left side. I'm, I'm fully confident he'll be great where he's at at left tackle. I'm more concerned on the right side as far as look at um, Gedeke. He's just off and on with me as far as his play. And as far as Cody Mock, you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt for this year because he's a rookie. And then Matt Filer, you know, he's a veteran. I guess he want to put a bigger guy next to Tristan. So that would be interesting, you know, we'll see what he does. If he does play Saturday, which I think he should, they need to go ahead and play right. all starters on the line. Right. And that, and that, that what, what you're saying that is um, Cody Mock came in as a, a, a very Left good tackle. Yeah, right. But he came in as a good running, blocking tackle, you know what I'm saying? God. Yeah. Now it's like it's opposite. He's being more of a good passer in the running he is going to have to work on. And I think that's what we're going to do because I haven't seen so many glaring, like, big holes for our uh, running backs to run through. And it's 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 kind of concerning because I want us to have a better run game than last year. And these guys supposed to be road eaters and, and opening up some holes. There's some pretty big guys up there. So I just want to make sure the run game is pretty good and then some you have enough time. Because I know Baker and uh, Kyle, they can get out of some, some situations. Baker's definitely – when he ran for the first down, that was big, running for that first down, even though it got called back. Those are the type of things that you couldn't see from Brady, but you see what a guy, how his preseason and Mayfield's putting this all into it, running for those, running out of bounds. I feel he's like he's just got that aura about him. Like, no matter what it is, he has that win now. He's, he's willing to lay his life out there right now. And, it's, and I think that's how you have to treat the, the, the quarterback position when you're in a new uh, – with a new team, and I, I feel like trash. Yeah, he's there. He's doing everything correct. Yeah, he's trying to, but is his like he's is he out there trying to win the competition, or is his heart out there? Like, I'm, I'm giving it my all. Like, I'm gonna run for the first. I don't care if I get hit. Like, Baker is out there making some damn. He was out there like how I seen him running that, and how how smooth and crisp it looked when he did the rollouts. Trash, he's been running. He even shook juke a guy the other day. You know what I'm saying? Who would have thought? But I just, I don't know. It's, it's, I really, really wanted to see what this this offense looks in the re- looks like in the regular season. What's I, nice I, is, uh, real quick, the mobility that comes with a Baker or a Trask. Not that, uh, you know, Brady, he, he at one point was a little more mobile. But at that old age, it's a little hard to move around. I feel like it's a little fresh, whether it's Wolford, Trask, or Mayfield. That mobility has been key this preseason. Right. At the same time, then with Baker scares me, he needs to learn to slide and not take hits. I can tell you right now, that's my biggest concern. When Baker gets injured, he has not performed well, on my opinion. He needs to learn to slide. And you're right, he got better run the football and take less pressure off Baker so that way he does not risk getting hurt. Because if he gets hurt, then Trask, you know, I'm confident he can run it. But at the same time, though, I feel like Baker, with the leadership, his experience, I feel more comfortable going in the game with him. And plus, Baker's got a lot on his shoulder because this is his last opportunity. This is his last chance to be, to be notified as a starting quarterback. He don't If he don't do good this year, then he's going to be known as a journeyman backup, unfortunately. Yeah, and fellas, let's go over this now. This is a topic of discussion. Then we're going to discuss uh, this upcoming game and what we want to see before we give our one big thing and walk-offs and head out of here. Uh, we, I want to discuss which wide receivers that we think are here um, are going to survive. So I, I'm going to name four shoe-ins, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. Just pretend like these four are locks for the roster. And then we're going to pick 
um, two of the guys I name each that we think have a really good chance of making it as well. So the four locks I'm going to go with are Evans, Godwin, Palmer, and just say um, more for veterans' sake, just to give a veteran body in there. So out of this pool of wide receivers, which one are you most excited for and thinks has the best chance of making a big impact this year? You got – we're going to pair them up too. We're going to do pairs of two, two, and two. Do you think the tandem of a Devin Tompkins and a Tay Barber, do you think a tandem of a Rakeem Jarrett and a Kalen Geiger, or do you think the tandem of a Cade Warner and Ryan Miller – take the biggest step forward. So, Huncho, we'll start with you. Do you have Devin Tompkins and Tay Barber combo, Kalen Geiger and Rakeem Jarrett combo, or Cade Warner and Ryan Miller combo? Uh, I'm going to have to take the, the Geiger and Uh-oh, as uh, Huncho fades off, we hope we could get him back. Jeremy, what combo would you take of those? Ryan Miller, Cade Warner, Tay Barber, Devin Tompkins, or Geiger Jarrett? I say, you know, as much as I like Jarrett, but I think how I do like Devin Tompkins on special teams, returning the kits and the punts. So I would have to go with Devin Tompkins and Tay Barber just because, like I said, I love Jarrett. I think he's an excellent addition. But at the same time, though, you got to go kick and punt return. I think Tompkins is the better guy, in my opinion. No, no knock on Palmer. But now that Palmer's going to possibly be the number three, you don't want to risk him getting injured and go ahead and go with Tompkins. That's a safer bet. So I'd say Tompkins and Tay Barber for sure. Huncho, you were saying uh, Geiger and Jared, I believe. Right. I like Geiger and Jelly. If we're strictly talking about wide receivers, yeah. The, uh, like, wide receivers, not uh, special teams, even though I know it's, it's important. Because I feel like Garrett, uh, Hakeem, what, Garrett, Jared? Jared. Jared, yep, Rakeem Jared. Jared and Geiger have the most potential at wide receiver as we're doing a tandem because, as you've seen, Jared can make big plays when the lights on. It's no kind of no stopping him. And also, if you have uh, Kalen Geiger, he's he's been getting the ball thrown at him. He has had a few drops, but if he can just get that under control, far as the wide receiver position, just catching the ball, I feel like. <clears throat> Those two guys just at that tandem will, will exceed all expectations, and um, especially when you get the, the real play calling going on. But my personal favorite would be uh Palmer and the Jared together. If those yes. two were, if those two guys were together, yeah, I feel like the lineup will be Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Trey Palmer, and um. I want to say it's Thompson might get the nod because the kick return, punt return, but either him or, or Rakeem Jarrett because Jarrett is like a gamer, and Tompkins, he's, he hasn't did it while the lights on. He's dropped last year. He did good, but this year he has some drops, and, and, but he looks amazing on kick return. So um, I think he's going to take the uh, fourth. He'll be the fourth wide receiver, if not third wide receiver, and um, either it'll be Palmer then Jared, or it'll be Palmer, uh, Palmer, then uh, Tompkins, then Jared. But I think Jared is the last of all those guys at the moment right now. We'll see how the next preseason game goes and uh, 
It's like all or nothing this next preseason game. It's like, man, you you get out there and you perform. Like, there's no mistakes. The starters are going to be in, so the, the, the other guys are only going to have a limited time to play. So it's going to be when you get in, there's no more making mistakes, missing blocks, and falling down and dropping passes. That's that's out the door. It's all or nothing if you want to make this team right now. Yeah, I agree with you there. It is all or nothing if you want to make this team. And it's guys like Ryan Miller and Cade Warner trying to make it as well. Cade Warner, Kurt Warner's son, obviously. I would choose, um, oh, man, that's tough with Jarrett and Geiger over. Uh, it's a tough choice. I, I guess um, I'll make the argument more so in, in that situation. I just think uh, Geiger Jarrett probably gives you a little more depth, although I do like Tay Barber and what he brings. But I think Geiger's a little bit better than Tay Barber. And then at receiver, um, Jaron might bring more to the receiving table than Tompkins, although Tompkins might be a little bit more of a playmaker. So give me the Jarrett-Geiger combo as well, although all three of them could really pay dividends. I'm really excited that we did uh, get David Moore this year too, although not the best of receivers the past couple of years, but just a good veteran presence, a good veteran depth and familiarity with Dave Canales' offense. So good things there, in my opinion, is um, we have more special guests, Brian, Nancy, joining us. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. So we're going to have one more segment before we give our big things and walk-offs, fellas. Bucks do have a third preseason game coming up um, that's coming this weekend against Baltimore. What do we plan on seeing from that, or uh, what do you guys hope in seeing Saturday night, August 26, 7 o'clock Eastern, Ravens visit Tampa. Jeremy, we'll start with you. What's your hopes and expectations from the last preseason game of 2023? I, I would like to see the starters on offense get in there for a couple series. You know, and obviously I got a feeling it's going to be Baker's going to start the game, let him get acclimated with the real starters. Let's see what Tristan does at left tackle against some tough Ravens defense. They're going to play some of their starters, I can imagine. And then on the on the deep side of the ball, I want to see some of that front seven. Of course, Canty obviously won't play. So let's see what Logan Hall does with Vita Vea next to him. You know, I think Vita Vea will be the biggest X factor. That's one thing somebody told me. Cause I was knocking on Logan Hall last game saying he looks soft then again he's not playing this with Vita Vea so I can't really knock him on Thanks. Thanks. So That's the same thing I've been waiting on Jeremy. Yeah so at the end of the day I, I just want to see the starters in for a couple series on both sides of the football and let's see what Canales offense really going to look like come against Minnesota with Mike and Chris in there Tristan at left, Filer left guard no more of this backup lineman fundamental confusion crap let's get it going Huncho, what say you? Um, what's one thing you're looking forward to in preseason week three, Saturday, seven o'clock Eastern in Tampa against the Ravens? Uh, to be honest, what I want to see is a clean, clean game. I don't want to see any penalties or as much as we've had previously, because after every big play, it's either a holding or pass interference. It's been so much, so many flags just thrown left and right to the point where you your offense can't even get in a groove because they're constantly moving backwards instead of forward. And um, that's what I want to see. I want to see a clean game, if anything. I want to see them improve on 
not making any penalty, especially before the ball is snapped. I don't want to see any of those penalties because you're heading into the season, and those drive killers and um those should be cleaned up. Those penalties should not be acceptable in this offense or defense, and that's what I'm looking at, looking forward to because I don't want to see any because uh, that'll kill your drive, that'll kill your plays, all that. And Kathy said we won't see a real game plan against Ravens, but hope to see the starters. I do think we'll see the starters, Kathy. We Thanks, talked. Kathy. We talked a little bit about it earlier. Thanks for joining us, Kathy. We do appreciate the comment and the viewership. Um, yeah, we alluded on it earlier. We think it might be a little bit like last year. If you remember week three preseason against the Colts, you did see Tom Brady in a couple of those Cats plays. So I think week three this year, you do see the starters play, which will include Rashad White and the rest of the fellas. So thanks again, Kathy. Guys? It's already that time. We've been at it over an hour and five minutes. We're going to do our one big things, and then we'll head into our one walk-off as we head out of here. We'll start with you, Huncho. What's one big thing you're looking for this week in Bucksland? Big thing. I, I would say the offense uh, play calling, but, of course, is vanilla. So I'm going to go with, of course, the quarterback play. I, I The big thing that I'm, I want to see – how Baker Mayfield moves with these starters. That is the biggest thing I want to see. I want to see good blocking, running. I want to see how he handles this uh, offense, new offense, and being the starter because we, we know what it is. So if he's going to be the starter, I want to see how he can handle it. And, um, no mistakes. J-Lo, what say you? What's your one big thing in Buckland, whether it's practice or game, you look forward to this week? I'm looking forward. I agree with Hancho. Looking forward to seeing how the QB play goes with the starters, seeing the play action. Of course, you know, they won't show the whole game playing, Kathy. <laughs> but just to see some taste of what Canales' offense could look like, that probably be a perspective. But, however... You know, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing Levante David, Devin White out there. You know, looking forward to, you know, seeing Actually, Devin White, see if you have any improvements on his fundamentals. Is, and is Lamar playing? I don't mean to cut you off, Jim, but is Lamar playing? Right now, we don't know. It could be a possibility. I mean, he hasn't yeah. played yet. But yeah, those guys. Uh, yeah, those guys going to – yeah, keep going. Those guys definitely going to have to step up. I was just wondering. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. No, I'm just saying, I'm looking forward to seeing them back out there. You know, I miss Levante David. I love his play out there, his leadership. I love his fiery attitude lately. I mean, did you see what he did with the Jets? Jets sliming, getting in his face, already to throw hands. I mean, I'm seeing a different kind of leadership by Levante David, which I like. You know, and, and plus, I'm glad he's playing the big brother mode with Devin White, because White, you know, has been, sorry, prima donna on wanting to get paid and want to be traded. I'm glad that he's focusing on football. You know, it's one that I give props to Todd Bowles. I appreciate that strong conversation with him, too, because he loves him like a son, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, but, but at the end of the day, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the starters in there. You know, let's see what Mike and Chris look like. You know, Chris is now 100%, supposedly. So let's see what he can really do in this offensive scheme. Right. Yeah, I agree with both you fellas. As Dave Castle's joining us on Facebook as well. Thanks so much, my man. Awesome to have you. One big thing I look forward to this week in Buckland is really how, um, you know, the players uh, come out and speak with their body language. It seemed like an Evans was getting frustrated a little bit, not knowing 
the quarterback necessarily. And um, I'm wondering if if it'll be a common theme or if players will rally behind the decision to keep the quarterback behind closed doors as we squeak towards the regular season. I think some people want to know the quarterback, although some people did point out Seahawks waited last year. It's already time for our walk-off, fellas, as we walk off of this Bucketeers episode. Until next time, Huncho, uh, any thoughts, any words? What's your one walk-off? Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett is the walk-off. See, I expect him to go off this game. He's been going crazy at practice. He's been, he's been, he's back. We're gonna see if he's health. He's healthy, and uh, he's gonna. I think he's gonna explode on some linemen. And he, he has a chip on his shoulder, and and not in a negative way. Being that we know all know his situation that he went through, and I think that gives him added extra motivation on top of the injury to go out and perform at a very elite level. So I say, everyone, keep your eyes on Shaq Barrett. I love Shaq, and um, he's gone through so much as we are approaching Monday Night Football right now. For anyone watching, at the conclusion of this, you guys should hop on over to Ravens Commanders, but keep watching this for a couple more minutes till we're off. J-Lo, thanks for joining us, buddy. Great time as always. What's your one walk-off for the Bucketeers podcast this week, sir? Nah, great call, Honcho. I was going to say Shaq Bear, but you beat me to it, so I got one better. <laughs> Joe Tranchienka. That's another player I want to look out for. I think he's going to be out there to prove that he can be after the quarterback and finish on his sats and his tackles as far right. as that goes. I think JTS is an underrated talent. I think he's going to have a much better season. And, you know, and like, and like uh, Boko said, you know, we got much faster on defense by adding these pass rushers. So that way the, that way the Heat's not totally on Shaq Barrett. Or JTS, because we'll, we'll have other players that are going there. Maybe might do better. You know, we got Nelson as, you know, as a plan B. And Shaq Barrett can't play to his full potential, which I think he's shown he can. with some of the joint practices. So, I say JTS. You know, I expect good things out of him this year. You know, I think he's out and he's hungry. He wants to prove that he that he was a great first-round pick. He was worthy of the pick when he was picked. Right. Plus... Let's fucking get ready for the season. I can't wait for you to come downtown. I can't wait to hang out with the fellas. It's going to be a lot of fun. Like One more. Said, go We're going to have a great time when we go down there, fellas. Huncho, me, and you are going to definitely hang out. Stunner will <laughs> hang with us as well. We're going to have a great time. One big one minute, Hunch. One big Tons. thing I look forward to quick, Rashad Tons. White. I think yeah, Rashad yeah, yeah, yeah. White has a great season this year. Huncho, go ahead, brother. What's up? No, 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 no. I, I want to. I, I don't mean I've been doing this. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to say this. I don't think we're gonna find our stride until mid-season, like mid-season, when everybody's down packed. No, the NFL, the rookies are in pack. They know this thing, the scheme, how the NFL works. Everything. Dave Canale now is set in on his offensive job. Baker said in his job, if he's still the starter, I think that's when we'll start really, really trending upwards in the middle or early middle of the season. That's it. Yeah, I could agree with you. And uh, I, I think Rashad White has a big part to do with our offense this year. This guy was a mid-round pick last year. I think he's going to look electric this year. I have his creamsicle coming in. Very excited about that. Actually, should finally be shipping. I got that thing months ago. So 
very excited about what Rashad White is going to bring. Right. To the I love that. I love that, Tones. I had to get my boys creamsicle, the number one. I mean, I predicted his change to number one on Twitter. Still waiting for him to uh, hit me back on that. But that's my dude right there nonetheless. And, uh, yeah, let's just say there might be more creamsicle merch to be spread around the household as well. Fellas, any last words as we hop out here? Any, any last words? Yeah, but now it seems to quit messing around. Get your damn jersey tone. Damn. I know, bro. They keep screwing me. I was messaging him earlier like, what the hell's going on here? I, I order a lot. I order too much from you guys. What's going on? I'm telling you, man. I wanted to speak for you. I got my Mike Evans creamsicle. That's my guy. I can't wait to rock that during the creamsicle game. Yeah, you'll have your Evans creamsicle. I'll have my white creamsicle. Hunch, are you planning on getting a creamsicle, sir? Hunch, we might have lost Hunch. Uh, we'll see. We'll find out later if he's getting a creamsicle. That'll be a good mystery. Uh, until next time, Jeremy, it was great having you, brother. Again, where can the people follow you at on Twitter, quick? They can follow me at um, <clears throat> JLo. They can follow me at JLo1990 all day at, 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 at or Twitter, whatever it's called. If y'all guys want to talk about football, I'm all for it, you know. And thank you for having me, Tom. Like I said, I learned a lot from you. I always appreciate all your knowledge you provide to me on your podcast, man. Yeah, we always love having you. You're a great friend, buddy. And uh, we appreciate it and look forward to linking up with you in September, maybe October as well, maybe November. The times don't stop on the Bucketeers pod. You can catch J-Lo and me and Huncho and Bucko on this replay on Apple and Spotify at Bucketeers Podcast, YouTube, Bucketeers Podcast, Twitter at Bucketeers, Instagram, Bucketeers Pod, Facebook, Bucks Life News. And you can catch me on Twitter at tampa tones today it won't hurt it might cost you a follow but it won't hurt and if you're watching on youtube hit that like button hit that notifications on bell and hit that subscribe we do appreciate it so much on behalf of the guys j-lo huncho bucko tampa tones it's been awesome fire the damn cannons go bucks let's go let's go guys let's get it let's have a hell of a preseason finale saturday let's do it But you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there, bro. That, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, electricity. That place was rocking. Anyone was there, and a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bug fans were there too. Bug. Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan, and it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Gonna put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by. Pat it looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got.